You're listening to The Dworkin Report. I'm your host, Scott Dworkin. Today on The Dworkin Report, Chairman Wayne Goodwin, the state Democratic Party chairman from North Carolina, my home state, joins me to discuss the stunning turn of events that led Democrat Dan McCready, a solar energy entrepreneur and former Marine, to retract his concession in North Carolina's 9th Congressional District in a Twitter video that has over a million views in just under a day. Chairman Goodwin is leading the charge to seek a nonpartisan resolution of election fraud charges so serious that they implicate both the GOP candidate, Pastor Mark Harris, and local Republican parties, both of which paid a convicted fraudster during this election, even after he revealed his absentee ballot crimes on national radio to This American Life nearly two years ago, leading to a referral to federal prosecutors, but obviously no relief for North Carolina's beleaguered Democratic voters whose votes are already severely diluted by racial and partisan gerrymandering. Unlike Republican witch hunts into non-existent crimes like voter fraud, there is a bipartisan agreement that North Carolina's problems represent an extreme example of election fraud, which Chairman Goodwin explained in our discussion. Take a listen. Chairman Wayne Goodwin, how are you doing today? I'm glad it's Friday and there's a lot going on in my world and yours, apparently. Slow news day. Slow news day. You know, we're taking it easy. It's uh it's been it's been nonstop, especially for you, um, with you know, being the, the chair of the North Carolina Democratic Party. Um, what is the latest in North Carolina's ninth congressional district? Well, I mean, evidence continues to mount. It seems like day by day there's either a new witness or a new potential witness or, or additional facts that unfold that show this particular scheme uh, was uh, masterminded by a gentleman uh, who apparently has done this for a number of election cycles. And I, you know, I, I am very thankful that the State Board of Elections in a bipartisan manner chose to to order a public evidentiary hearing. Uh, my concern is that time's going to run out, So, uh, but the deadline's supposed to be December 21st. Uh, there's a lot of folks watching this, but I, I continue to have people calling me providing tips of what they saw, what they heard, and and uh, and, and I'm sure investigators are finding out much, much more. Were you, were you surprised when the vote was unanimous to not certify the election results? It shocked me. I, I, was, I was taken aback, and I was like, whoa, it, it must be bad. Well, you know, when that first vote was taken, we didn't know really what was going on. Uh, but then all, they were in a closed session. All of a sudden, there was a statement made that uh, that they would not certify the election. And then, uh, and then of course, uh, by the time of the second vote, which was a bipartisan vote, uh, seven to two, we we knew much more knew more at that point about what was what was uh, prompting this. So that first vote, I was I was not prepared for that. We we thought the election. Uh, was over. We knew that uh, uh, Dan McCready had already conceded at that point, even though the votes, uh, the vote differential dropped by half. It was like 1,800 to 900. And then a number of us thought, well, maybe, maybe we, sh you know, maybe things, maybe he should have uh, waited a little bit, but it just didn't seem like anything else was going to happen except the certification. But then they chose not to certify. And it has been a nonstop uh, ever since with information and witnesses and tips and, uh, and, and more and more news. So what should happen next? I know that he withdrew his, uh, his concession uh, last night, but should there be a new election or, or what should happen next uh, it, it, there in NC9? 
Well, you know, I, I definitely want the State Board of Elections to con- to complete, complete its full investigation. Uh, and if the allegations are true, uh, and, and I, given all that we know, I mean, I don't see how there can be any anything but a ruling of a tainted election. Uh, so I believe there should be a new election. Uh, if the State Board of Elections does not do that, does not rule that way, then, then the next step uh, according to the U.S. Constitution, would be uh, the, the U.S. House of Representatives would determine whether to seat uh, Mr. Harris or not. And and if if it gets down to the U.S. Congress, it wouldn't just be a new election for the general election. They could actually order a new primary as well. So there's a there's a lot of a lot of uh, options here when you get into that. And of course, even if you have uh, the state board rule, you're still looking at several months of there being no elected member of Congress for the 9th District. And, you know, this is all about the voters. This is all about free and fair elections. And we want what is best, what is right, what is the truth, and what is the what is legal to be the outcome. Right. No, I, I agree. And it, you, do you think that uh, Republican a- absentee ballot fraud is a pervasive problem in North Carolina? Is this, is this isolated, in your opinion? Um, are there other election fraud problems in North Carolina right now? You know, not only in North Carolina, but, you know, for the last couple of years, uh, certain folks nationally have talked about voter fraud, voter fraud, voter fraud. And whenever there is fraud in their faces where the fraud helps the Republican Party and helps Republican candidates, all of a sudden they go silent. And then they, and, and they've gone, you know, in there. I don't know. It's just like uh, uh, it's quite hypocritical, to, to say the least. Uh, but one thing I'd like to underscore is that this is a, a different type of fraud. Here, the voters are the victims. You know, when you talk about voter fraud, you know, it's where someone has impersonated some other person and, and, is, and is casting their ballot for somebody else. Here you have. Uh, an individual or a group of individuals who are victimizing voters, taking their absentee ballots by mail and either intercepting them or filling in names or witnessing them when they shouldn't have. So this is a whole different kettle of fish, but it is still fraud and and a crime. This episode of the Dworkin Report is brought to you by Resistors Like You. We aim to keep this show independent for as long as we can. Visit DworkinReport.com to see how you can help out. One of the best ways is by hitting that contribute button in the top right and giving what you can. Thanks again for your support. Let's get back to the show. It's a crying shame that North Carolina voters have been robbed by Republican operatives, but the other theme of this interview is even sadder. It is sour grapes. Because the North Carolina GOP pulled a stunt in 2016 that their brethren in Wisconsin and Michigan are seeking to duplicate, to abuse the lame duck sessions of their state legislatures to depart with the ballot boxes after a resounding election defeat. You know a political party is an utter failure when their top priorities are fraud and sour grapes. But the Republican Party has become the first refuge for fatally flawed people seeking to grasp power nakedly and shamelessly for its own sake. And the North Carolina Democratic Party's response to GOP power grabs can provide a roadmap to those in states where voters' voices are clear, but political leaders are working overtime to serve themselves and to squelch the will of the people. Here's the rest of my interview with Chairman Wayne Goodwin. 
The GOP-dominated legislators in both Wisconsin and Michigan are rushing to take away the rightful powers of incoming Democratic elected officials, something that you may know uh, something about. Uh, It happened in North Carolina after Democrat Rick Cooper was elected governor in 2016. What was the end result of the GOP's potential power grab in North Carolina after the lawsuits began flying in 2016? What happened? What was the end result of that? Well, you know, uh, uh, before Governor Cooper was even sworn in, as you know, uh, the Republicans started doing exactly what Michigan and Wisconsin Republicans are doing. The Republicans here uh, wanted to consolidate their own power. It was about greed and about their own Machiavellian interest in protecting their power and even in total opposition to what the voters wanted. Uh, Governor Cooper won fair and square, and, and yet he was being stripped of his authority. I'm very pleased to report that on the vast majority of the, the lawsuits that were filed that uh, Governor Cooper and the people prevailed. There's still some things percolating, uh, including right now about what the, the the next iteration of the State Board of Elections should look like, and that's part of what's involved with this this matter right now involving Bladen County and, and Robson County. But but we, you know, our, you know uh, Governor Cooper and the Democratic Party and the people prevailed in the vast majority of, of lawsuits. And I suspect, you know, Wisconsin and Michigan We'll probably have a lot to learn and, and maybe imitate from what happened uh, in our fight here. Now, I do want to mention one other thing you asked about, about whether there's some his- history here about election fraud. There have been rumors about uh, tampering with or, or with absentee ballots. I mean, I never had seen it or witnessed it or, or anything, but just second, third, fifth, tenth hand. But, but um, cases were dismissed, as far as I know, from a few years ago regarding this. But given the egregiousness of of what's happened here, where it's been reported maybe a thousand ballots were discarded or destroyed, and that several hundred other ballots were you know were impacted or inappropriately completed by and illegally completed by others. This is a tainted election, and this is off the charts as far as I'm concerned. What, what did the Republican Party's lame duck power grabs or anything anything like this? What what is this kind of scandal do to the state? Or were Republicans and Democrats getting together and being like, we need to fight fraud or Republicans staying quiet and then Democrats are being loud? Like what's happening to the political climate in the state right now? Well, from where I sit, it started off where Democrats were were the loudest and most vociferous, but and that was early on. And as the evidence has mounted, and as and I give a shout out to the news media, uh, they did a tremendous job. I mean, reporters have gone on the ground and interviewed witnesses, interviewed mm-hmm. participants who admitted to things, even interviewed the person who is at the center of it all, who uh, had pled the fifth a previous time. A previous time, <laughs> uh, and he had been uh, and the like. So we now have uh, the uh, executive director of the North Carolina Republican Party indicated, I believe, uh, yesterday or last night, that um, you know a new election may very well be what happens. But I think that, as you can imagine, they are they are qualifying that to say if everything that they have learned is true. I can't speak for for him or for the Republican Party, but there 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 seems to be a growing. Uh, understanding that this was a, a a massive problem, and some of the Republican legislators yesterday held a press conference where they they wanted they want the governor to create a task force and investigate this further. My concern about that is that we don't want to have any other entity to supplant the work of the law enforcement officers or the state board. But I'm I, I am pleased that uh, these uh, legislators and the Republicans or at least, or some of them at least are taking it seriously that this is a tainted election. 
It's fascinating to see some people admit to crimes, but at the same time, some of them, even then, they were so honest about it. They're like, I knew it was wrong. I knew it was like a crime, but I didn't think it was like that serious. And like, I I didn't ask any questions or I didn't know enough. Um, uh, you know, it's how can, I guess one of the key things that people should know, how can people help out um, besides just maybe just voicing their opinions should should they be pushing for new election online um you know should they be calling their legislators should they be calling people in north carolina how can people help out in this regard should they wait for the investigators to find out what happens next you know what what do you think people can do well i think it's a combination of all the above uh right now it's important that legislators particularly republican legislators in north carolina who who are in the majority and as you know they currently have a supermajority, and that's another thing is that there's a concern they may try to push something through uh, that that next in January the, ne- the next legislature would uh, would treat differently. But I would encourage folks to email or call legislators and tell them to let the state board of elections do its job. Do not impede or interfere with the investigation. To uh, tell them that do not tamper with the the ability of the. Wake County District Attorney to to complete her authority. There's a proposal that some Republicans have made where they want to they want to take authority away from the District Attorney that's that usually investigates election law crimes. I mean, so I would encourage that. Uh, I certainly encourage folks to go online and make their their opinions heard that uh, this is a tainted election, and uh, and and to you know express that you know we expect and demand free and fair elections and that uh, this is election fraud that is not going to be welcomed or accepted and that we need to uh, have a new one. Uh, And finally, I would say show support to to Dan McCready. You know, he he is also a victim in this and and, and, but the voters first and foremost are the victims. And uh, we want to get to the truth. And and I believe a new election is the way uh, to remedy this uh, at this time. So that's some of the things I would suggest. And and perhaps folks can contact me and then I'll be happy to hear your ideas and and their ideas and and we can communicate further, uh, you know, offline. What's the what's the plan for the North Carolina Democratic Party beyond North Carolina 9 in 2019 and 2020? Obviously, we want North Carolina to go blue in the presidential election, uh, pick up some seats, get rid of this Republican supermajority. But, um, you know, what are what are your key goals as chairman of the North Carolina Democratic Party? Well, the key goals I have are an extension of what they were in 2017 and 2018. One is that we want to organize every precinct. We want to keep keep our our 100 counties organized. We want to recruit candidates. And like we did in 2017, we we targeted municipal races and local races to help us get our ground game going. And we were very successful. We flipped 22 Republican seats to Democratic seats, including uh, we were able including being able to unseat several Republican mayors. Also in 2017 and early 2018, we recruited the best slate and most diverse slate of legislative candidates we ever had. We filled every seat, first time in history, with a Democratic candidate, and we want to do that again. We want to hold on to the the, the uh, seats that we won. We did break the supermajority in both the House and the Senate. Uh, and of course, so 2019 will be focusing on local races, recruiting more candidates for the legislature, and preparing to reelect Governor Cooper in 2020 and and uh, and running our statewide offices. So I would say, in short, it is to do more of what we did in 2017, 2018, re- recruiting 
inspiring, organizing, fundraising, putting, uh, putting ourselves out in front of everybody we can, not taking a day off. We are lucky to have you as chairman right now, uh, you know, <laughs> someone who can get out in front, be positive, but also have the guts to speak out about everything that's going on um, and work on a bipartisan basis and everything, uh, reaching across the aisle and making sure that it's not just you're not Trumpian in any way. You're, you're, you're just trying to be fair. Um, right. And I appreciate that. What, what, where can people uh, reach out to you to tell you the, their thoughts on, on Twitter? What's your handle? My handle on Twitter is Wayne Goodwin NC, W-A-Y-N-E-G-O-O-D-W-I-N-N-C. And I like to tell folks, you want a good win on Election Day. That's an easy way to remember that. But but Wayne Goodwin NC. Love it. Wayne Goodwin, chairman of the North Carolina Democratic Party. Thank you so much for your time today. Make sure you follow him. I'll make sure to post uh, links and, and more information uh, with this podcast and also the, the recording of this. So thank you again, chairman. It is my pleasure. Thank you. Keep up the fight. Thanks again to Chairman Wayne Goodwin for joining us. Thanks to my producer, Grant Stern. You can visit our website at dworkinreport.com. And make sure to check out Twitter. We'll be posting links to see how you can help out in North Carolina's 9th Congressional District. Thanks again for listening. Onward!